Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, sharing my adventures in homeschooling from behind the wheel of my RV, currently in America's backyard. And I'm Holly Giles from the Giles Frontier, sharing my experiences in parenting right here on my back porch in Central Florida. Join us as we share our Christian perspective on parenting and home education. So find yourself a quiet, cozy spot, and let's share a little time together. (laughs) Welcome, Road School Moms, to episode 177. And today, not only is Mary Beth sitting with me here at the Giles Frontier, we have Kristen. You have gotten to hear from Kristen a few episodes back, and she is such a great... What do, we, what do we call her? Well, first of all, we can't give her a label because she doesn't like labels, so we're not going to call her any title. But just know that she is such an encouragement here to us on the Road School Moms team and really to our community already. We have so many listeners and so many of our uh, Facebook group that... Who have already yes. said something about her. That's right. And if you got to meet her in person, she really, there is something about Kristen. There is something about Kristen. Yes, that should be its own thing. There's something about Kristen. We should get that domain. Yes. No, my son has it. He says, everybodylovescristen.com. There you go. That's it. (laughs) Now we're making her embarrassed. I know, now she's embarrassed. Well, seriously, she is so much encouragement to our team. And so we brought her aboard for another episode this week all about defining motherhood and what that really means to each of us. I mean, you have such great notes on that. I can't wait to explore it. I know. But what excites me about Kristen is bringing her on. She has five children. If Did we even talk about that last Mm-mm. time? And she has adopted three children. Motherhood looks different for her in different seasons. She has just such a wealth of knowledge. And she really did some cool research for this podcast. And I'm excited to hear what she has to say about that. So we might as well just let her start talking. Right? (laughs) Okay, I guess I will. (laughs) Well, when you guys ask, like, let's do a Mother's Day um, podcast, I was thinking about that. And then you had kind of just said, let's just come up with some kind of outline on that. And when I started thinking about that, I just thought about what would we as moms want to know? What is it that is about mothers that we could uh, figure out a little bit more? So I came up with just four questions, and I thought – what better way to find out some of these answers by asking some of my girlfriends? So I just reached out to them in a text and I just said, hey, I just asked them two questions. And um, my first question that I asked them was, I said, who defined or who's defining motherhood for you? You know, some I asked that were older and some I asked that are in motherhood right now and um, or even just about to be a mother. So I asked and it, the, the, the answers were so interesting. Well, what a great question, though. I never thought about defining motherhood for myself. I never thought of putting that in perspective. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mary Beth? Yes, I know. When you gave me the list of questions that you asked your friends, I was thinking how ingen- how intuitive of you to have thought that way because I, I really don't know who defined motherhood for me. I guess it probably goes back to my mom and my grandma. But then that also makes me, like, I think about the spiritual side of it. It's really a deep question. Well, I'm anxious to hear some of the answers that your friends gave. Well, the ones that I thought were interesting, I mean, I think a lot of us, um, a lot of my friends said mothers, their their mothers, their grandmothers, um, my best friend's mother. Um, oh. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I got some that said um, certain authors. There's one, um, Elizabeth George, and it says there's a book she wrote about, um, I forget the name of it, but it's a really good book. I have it actually in my notes. Maybe I can try to find it later. And then also um, homeschool speakers that have spoken to the lives of some of my friends. And I thought, I thought about both oh, of you guys. Yeah. yeah. I thought about both of you guys thinking, you know, I don't even think we even realize when we're speaking and we're talking about certain things, what we're really encouraging these hearts for, you know, and that we get to pour. I mean, you guys have such a great opportunity to pour into people's lives and you may not even know what you're even doing. You're just speaking from the truth of what you're going through or what you're going through and, um, and how sweet that someone was defined or is defining motherhood by, by going to these conventions right. that you guys talk to and at. Isn't that so neat? Well, it's easy to forget that there are so many young moms who don't have a yeah. support system, who don't have people to rely on or look up to or get that information from. And so when they go to conferences or conventions or those type of things, they kind of you know, align themselves with views and things of people that they hear. And you don't think about that when you're speaking to a group of people that some people really have a hunger for knowledge about motherhood and where they're at and like-minded people that they're looking for. Yeah, I agree. And I think we don't even know the types of audiences because we all go to different things for different reasons. But sometimes people may be just there for an encouragement. Like, you know, how can I do this mother thing? Because there's a lot of mother talks at those homeschool conventions. Yes, there is. Well, you always hear, you know, how to not lose your mind, mom's losing your mind, or burnout, mom burnout, all those different kinds of things. And and I want us to, this time, you know, Mother's Day, May, that type of thing, but really just an encouragement. How can we encourage our moms and the different perspectives that we have? Do you have any information on that for us? So I really haven't, I really didn't get a chance to really define motherhood, but you know, motherhood to me may look a little different than motherhood would look to you. And I think sometimes we do walk into these positions and that we really have no idea okay, what we're walking it. into. Turn okay. this back on. Okay. It's awesome. Oh, it's on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. So, yeah. <laughs> Hello. so glad to be we're back. We're so glad you came into the room. So, you know, this goes back to what we've talked about in previous episodes, not about motherhood, but about seasons and homeschool journeys, motherhood, whatever we're talking about. There's a season to all of it. And so how you define motherhood when you're a young mom or maybe looking forward to motherhood or you're a new mom is probably much different than if you're in a different season of your life. And there are so many different versions of it. There's mamas that want to be a mom and couldn't be a mom. There's mamas that want to be a mom. It took them a long time to be a mom. There's moms that have more kids than they ever thought they would. There's so many different chapters and so many different versions. And I'll say that if you had to ask me who, how I defined motherhood when I was 20 versus how I'm defining motherhood at, well, let's just say more than 40, <laughs> it's very different. So I'm going to say for me that how I define motherhood probably is in layers because I've been building on my motherhood now for, you know, going on two decades. So it's, it probably changes. Wouldn't you agree? I definitely agree with that. Even going from, cause I have older children and now I'm ad- I've exactly. adopting these three little ones and I'm telling you motherhood does look different, right? you know, to them and 
from where I was Mm -hmm. and in our ages, I mean, in our life and the things we've gone through, that changes Mm -hmm. how we view things, right? Right. Well, I think about when I became a mother, I, if you grew up in an environment, I think the environment you grew up in plays a part in how you mother. So for me, a lot of things I did was because I wanted to do things differently than the way I was raised. And so I looked at motherhood from a different standpoint, not wanting to do certain things. And like you said, Mary Beth, as you grow, that changes Mm -hmm. and you learn, you know, a little bit. But for a period of time, I, I mothered out of wanting to be different, wanting my kids' lives to be different than my own. And that's kind of how I started it. And then, you know, you just kind of have to find your way as you go if you don't have those strong influences in your life. I had grandparents, but, you know, when I had my kids, most of my grandparents were gone except for one of my grandmothers, and she was great for me. But I didn't have really those role models to model motherhood from. So it was a sort of kind of a hunt and peck kind of deal sometimes. And then reaching out to other moms, you kind of look to your friends too to see, well, Mm -hmm. you know, how are they doing this or dealing with this? I think that's too can be a little bit deceiving because I think for me, sometimes you look at other moms, your mom friends or whatever, and you think, oh gosh, you know, Holly, she's really got it together. And you know, it's like you kind of, I'm not going to say the word comparison because that's not really where I'm going with this. I'm talking about, you know, not anything intentional. I'm just, you know, in your brain, you think you have friends that really have it together. And that's usually not always how it is. It is. Or maybe you think that she has an element that you're missing. Right. Exactly. When it's not true. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us are good at some things, not so good at the other. Yet the person you're looking at (laughs) is probably good at something different than you are. And you kind of have to find your own balance. That's why I think this podcast is so important about defining motherhood and not and when we say that to you to our listeners that that's there's not really a right and wrong answer. There's not really a super mom category. There's not, you know, we really are all in this together. And if you see another mom out there, I mean, I hope you're encouraging her and you're, you know, showing her, you know, I don't know, be the sunshine or something in her day or you know, and help her see what part of her journey looks shiny to you. I don't know if shiny is the right word, but you know what I mean? That, you know, just kind of help each other along because we're all in this together. We're all, you know. And don't be afraid to say something. You know, we were all at the river exploration class and the mom, Melissa, who was there with her two boys, she has six kids. And, you know, some days she says, I I struggle, and she does. She says, I struggle to keep it all together, and she does things for some kids, and then she tries to work it in, and she feels like she's being pulled. Do you know what I'm talking about? And that she's not doing a good job for all, that mm-hmm. some are falling through oh, the yeah. cracks. I think that's but, common. Definitely. But then what we were sharing with her is she was so awesome. Amazing. She took those two boys yes. who were out at the river. She's down there with them, and she was fully mom mm-hmm. to, those, to two of her kids while the other two older ones were at home taking care of the younger two. And she said, you know, I would have my girl, older girls here if I didn't need them to watch the youngers but you know she has a she really is building a great relationship with her children but sometimes when you're in it 
you don't, don't see, see it. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we saw that in her. Mm-hmm. And so giving those moms that pat on the back, we're like, mm-hmm. Melissa, you're doing awesome yeah. to be here. Well, I think it's important, too, when you say that to realize that what your perception of yourself and even of your friends and your friends of you, when it comes down to it, your kids are the ones that everyone has this image of their mom. You know, Kristen and I were just talking about this at lunch today. And Kristen was saying, you know, if you think about it, when we were young, we thought our parents were it. Like, they could do no wrong. Even if even if the situation was bad. We were talking about you. St- there's still a bond that you're with your parents. No matter what kind of home you come from, if it's good home, bad home, that you still want to be with your parents because mm-hmm. you think that they're the, really, like, they're the ones that are there. They're, you have that bond with your parents. And we think that they know everything when we're young, right? And I think when we, as we get older, we start to see the cracks and flaws. And sometimes you can get disappointed in mm. your early 20s when you really see your parents or relatives as real people. I think that's what it is, yeah. is when you're younger, not that you don't see them as real people, but you don't see the flaws, the human being, flawed human being that they are. And sometimes it can be disappointing. But what Kristen and I were saying is even just sharing that with our kids now. You know what? Mommy doesn't know it all. And I make mistakes. And that is part of human nature. Well, they, you know, I know that there's a quote that says life doesn't come with a manual it comes with a mother and I've heard that so many times <laughs> but you know when you really think about that that is like a lot of pressure because that is how it is set up if I mean we really think about it so many times in a situation like if you know what what's your mom say you know or what is how does your mom feel about her you know so many things that you do are guiding so many people And so it's just, I mean, it it can feel like a lot of pressure, but I think the thing to remember is that you're not alone and that this is a journey of many steps. And Mary Beth, I think that's a really good thought. And I think that's kind of what I went into um, this podcast thinking about was that I think a lot of things that we do today are exactly that. They're handed down to us, Mm -hmm. but yet we walk in them without even thinking about why we're doing it. Right. Right. So sometimes I think we do have to make sure we're defining what motherhood is to us and not just taking a path because my mom said or do you, do you know what I mean? Right. Or that's the way it was always done. So that's why we keep right. doing it. Yeah. Right. But really to make sure it's what we, what is it you believe, you know, what is it motherhood means to you and how you're going to walk that out. And I think you were right earlier. You said, well, um, this is how um, your mom did it. That's not what you said at all. You see why I don't do these things very good. Well, you know, when you were talking about motherly, when you when you looked up the word, the definition of what motherhood. Was it, of motherhood. Mm-hmm. It was, what'd you say? Being motherly. Being motherly. Which is not really a definition at all. Not at all. And then what did you say? Remember what you said about anyone can be a mother. You could be a bad mother or a good mother. But you're, you're still, still a mother. You're still a mother. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so we have to break that down for ourselves in our own relationship with our kids. And I don't know, do we want to, do we want them, do we really want them to think that we're all that, that we have all the answers, that we know everything? What do you think about that? Or do we really want to share that we're flawed human beings and we're learning right alongside them? I think it's important, really important to share with your children. You know, you may look at me like this, but really the only person who'll never let you down is God. And that's just, that's actually something I wish somebody would have told me. Because when I grew up, you know, I really thought like my parents, when I looked at my parents, I thought, wow, they must have it together. I mean, I didn't think any different. I thought they're my parents. They must know. But then as I went into my, you know, adulthood and I started really thinking about some of the things that actually happened in my childhood. Um, I've talked to my dad recently and there were so many times where he said, I just didn't know better. I just didn't know better. Right. When I look back on my childhood, you know, I think you can also, your children or us as adults can move into adulthood with anger Mm. from childhood over whatever. Maybe it's, you know, the way you were treated or things went on in your life. And I think you, when you come to a point to realize parents really, my saying is what my mom would say is when I knew better, I did better. Mm. I love that saying. You've, I've heard you say that before. And I think that's really kind of how you have to look at that is when you know better, you do better. Mm. And grace plays a huge part in all of that because we're going to mess up. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully not in huge ways, but we're going to mess up in little ways with our kids and asking their forgiveness, um, asking for their grace, because it's a learning process. Well, and the thing to remember, whether you have girls or boys, Mm -hmm. is just that you're really setting the scene for how they are going to perceive their own position in their family someday. And so I think it's, you know, it's important to remember that. So if you set yourself way up here with all this pressure to be the super mom that does all these things and then all, you know, you do, you can do a lot of things in a day, but that doesn't mean you do them all well. And I'm not saying, I mean, that's, I mean, that's all of our nature to do as much as we can do for everyone. But I think that it's important to, you know, remember the things that we're doing well. And what we hope that is, is building a relationship with our kids so that they know you know, what, I keep going back to layers, but what layers of this foundation in our family are the really important ones? Which ones have to be really solid to keep building a strong faith and foundation and family and all those This could go a different way. This could go a different way. I'm not sure if you were thinking this way. As you were saying this, I was thinking of how you're raising girls. Okay, you guys have girls. And if you're trying to be the super mom, they're absorbing that and thinking, okay, this is how it is to be a mom. This is what I need to do. And they're internalizing it. They might not be verbalizing it. And then as being a mom of boys, if I'm trying to be super mom and they're modeling, okay, when I find a wife, she has to be able to do this, 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 and this because my mom could do it. When in reality, that's not really... The truth. I hadn't looked at that from that perspective until you were just saying that. So that's really important too, not to really, to really be honest with your kids about marriage. That kind of plays into marriage and motherhood, and your role, and uh, how we how we perceive that, and how they're watching us. 
which is going to play into their future as well. Well, that's a big load. There's so many things too. When I think back about what I didn't know then that I know now. And I mean, I don't know, maybe there's a part of me that thinks that's probably a good thing that I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there's another saying that's called ignorance is bliss, that's, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> you always have a way of putting those nice words together. <laughs> Is there, didn't you have a question like that? What, didn't you ask the same group of friends? Yeah, I did. And their, and their answers I thought were, um, so different yet so interesting. You know, um, a lot of them were just talking about just being enough, that they're enough. (laughs) Yeah. Right where they're at. So what was the question? I missed the question. This this question. What would you have wanted to know then that you know now? Okay. As a mom. Oh, so you're saying... To tell herself that she was enough. That she was enough then. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That's what I was trying to say earlier. I just think that's so universal. I think it's a mom thing. You know, we talk about it in our homeschool-related podcasts a lot. We've talked about it, you know, during that journey. But I really think that it's everything. It's everything we do. Taking care of the kids, what we're feeding them, how we're taking care of them, what kind of schooling they're getting, what extracurriculars they're doing, what kinds of friends do they have, what kind of environment am I providing for them? You put all that together and we're always worrying about what? Are we doing enough? Are they getting what they really need? Is this something that's my perception or is it their perception? You know, I just, I think that that's a common universal worry. Am I enough? So what other answers did you get? Um, let's see. I, um, oh, even about, okay. So she had said that she was hoping that she was enough, but she always wanted to be a stay at home mother, but she did what the world said and the world told her she needed to get a degree and, and have a career, but all she wanted to ever be was just a mom. And she wanted to make sure that that was enough and not have to just go. And I mean, if, if you want to be a mom, be a mom. If you want to go have a career, be, have a career. And then also just one said, I, I would have wanted to know that I had hope even in my circumstances and they were so bad and um, that the Lord was going to redeem me in my childhood would not be my forever life. And um, just remembering that these children are God's first and then mine and he loves them even more than I could ever love them and to make praying for them a priority and to make God a part of our day as much as we can. Another mom said she wishes someone would have told her to strive after God's heart, then to strive, then strive to being a wife and mother after God's own heart. And that's really key too. I'm going to tell you a quick little story about a mom that I know. We're still friends today. I'm not going to say her name because she might be listening to the podcast. But years ago, she had some uh, illnesses, and she. She was really struggling to recover. She had several surgeries. She had complications from the surgeries. And it got really bad. Like she was to the point where she was almost, she was not able to get up. She wasn't, she was really having infections and different things that were not getting under control. And she was fretting about her children. She was fretting about who was going to be there. If she wasn't there to take care of her kids, like she had to get better to take care of her kids and all these different things that were going on. She has had three children and you know, this struggle for her went on for about a year and it was really difficult. It was difficult for her to, to see her struggling with this and this battle. And then I'll never forget at the end when right before she got better, she was going for her last surgery 
And she had put out this post, which was amazing because she, you know, a lot of people don't share, you know, intimate details. But for her, it was it was powerful and it touched me because she said, God is in control. He knows he can take care of my children better than I can. He just put me here to take care of these children for however long was his design for me to do that. So if if I if it is time for me to leave, I know that he is in control of my children and I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. And so that was her struggle all along was her worry and fret. And then when she let that go and she realized, why am I so worried? God is in control of this. He's in control of my pain. He's in control of their future. And when she did, her health took a turn. And now she's better. Her children are thriving. She's thriving. But she stays with that mindset that he is in control, not her, and that her worry is nothing but wasted time. If she's following him and she's letting him guide her, she knows her kids are going to be okay. And I think we struggle with that, as we talked about before. We always want to be in control because we think we're the mom, we have to do this, and that's when we kind of get in trouble. What do you guys think about that? Well, I think that that goes to sometimes you think that you already know what's going to happen. Right. And we We think we know it all. We think we know it all. We think we know what's going to happen. And so we don't even give anyone the benefit of the doubt or the opportunity to change any circumstance. We just think, wow, that's not going to, that's not how, this isn't going to work out like they think it does or that it will. So let me rearrange all this in the background and set all this up so that it's, you know, has a good ending, basically. I mean, isn't that what we all want is a good ending for our kids. And so I think that we're probably constantly rearranging, you know, massaging, whatever words you want to use, the steps as we go along to, you know, get to the best outcome. You know, I almost think too, as we're sitting here talking about motherhood, it's interesting what we go through in motherhood. And interestingly, we think it's about our kids, but I wonder how much it's about us. You are hitting the nail on the head. I was just going to say, because motherhood is about, is changing us as well. Yeah. And our kids are teaching us, like God is teaching us through our children. And he is molding us and shaping us into who we were meant to be through Mm -hmm. our children. And sometimes we don't, whether we don't allow it to happen, we don't want it to happen, we don't realize that that's what's happening. But that, that is the truth, whether it's, Facing things from our childhood, dealing with that, letting go, forgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, all those things are coming through our children as we grow as mothers. I remember somebody told me one time that what we, what we do as moms is we're packing our kids' bags, and each of us have our own bag that we've brought into motherhood or adulthood from your childhood. So we each have our own luggage. And, and we're, but we're packing. What we're, we get to do right now is we get to pack our kids' bags. And, I mean, that sounds a little heavy, but, you know, <laughs> but God can, God can make that good. Well, we all come with a packed bag. Like, we think our childhood doesn't matter or we think, you know, how we were raised doesn't matter. But it all does matter. It, it makes us up. Like it makes us up, right? So we get to pack a bag too. And so sometimes I think about that, like in a day that gets crazy or gets away from me, I just think, you know what, Lord, show me how I'm going to pack her bag today. Just let me be a mom who's packing my kids' bags. And sometimes 
that's just taking it easy, not getting so crazy about things, Mm -hmm. but just sitting and just resting, whatever that looks like, you know, not trying to be better than this person over here or this, just be who you are and just spend time with your kids and just really just show them about love, just what love looks like. Right. And I think if there's anything that I could, when you said earlier, you know, what do you know now you wish you would have known then? And that's definitely, and this is so cliche and everybody says it, oh, you'll blink and they'll be bigger or, you know, you'll blink and you'll miss it. That is so true. And I, you know, whenever I talk to other moms, especially someone that's maybe thinking about homeschooling, I always go back to that and wish, you know, I wish I had a homeschooled from the beginning. I feel like I missed all that, you know, time, um, or I feel like I missed all that time and wish that I had that back. And, you know, you don't get that back. You don't, there's certain things you don't get back. Days are one of them. Occasions are one of them. You know, those are all gifts. And so if you've, you know, if you've already given them away, then there's no way to really get them back. But I will say, just to shed a little hope on that, it's never too late. Mm -hmm. You know, don't think you're without hope because of that, you know? Right, yeah. Because now we get to... that's a great point. No, I think that's a great point because I think that no matter how old your kids are or, you know, how set you are, how many years you've been a mom, it doesn't really matter because every day is a new day. And think about, just think about your own life. Like when I, I got married when I was 20, now I'm 44, but you know, think about just, (laughs) (laughs) but think about just how you've changed as a person. Right. You're not the same person then. And you know, you, you either grow and do different things, but you know, even if we knew what we did know back then, I don't know if it would be the same I don't think as it would we change. know today. Yeah, it wouldn't change anything. I think that God uses all of that to bring yeah. you where you're supposed to be. Yeah. It could be good, bad, and ugly at the time, but then as we look back, it was all part mm-hmm. of molding us into who we are supposed to be. I heard this quote a long time ago. I'm not quite sure where it came from. I think about it when I interact with my boys especially if it's in like the heat of a moment or different things like that is that we are writing on the slate of who they are Mm -hmm. and that's that's a huge responsibility but you know just just think of it you know we can write hope and we can write goodness and we can write beauty into their lives we're also gonna write a little irritation and anger here there but thinking of it in that way kind of helps you figure out, okay, how am I going to deal, you know, with this situation or, you know, different things like that. I think about that in, in as far as anger. You know, I had dealt with anger when I was younger and, and thinking about how that affected me as an adult and I didn't want that to be for my kids. And that's that's part of the thing is, do I want that to be on the slate of their life of having that feeling, you know? in their life. There's just so many components that go in with motherhood that really, we could talk about this for days. I love that you're talking about slates and she's talking about packing bags, but it really is, goes back to the same idea. And that's that we're building layers for our kids over the years. And really that is what's defining motherhood is all, you know, there's really not a set definition for motherhood because there's really different seasons for it. There's different stages of it. And even for each of us, how we look at it today is probably not how we're going to look at it tomorrow. 
No, but then I, as Kristen was saying, hope is I don't want to hear, I don't like to hear Mary Beth say that she wishes she had that time back. Do you? I know, me neither. Oh, I do. It's because your kids, your kids are awesome, by the way. <laughs> yes, they are. Is you Thank have you. them now and you have them, hopefully you have them tomorrow. And so we want you to have that hope that there's great days. It doesn't have to be that time when they were little and all of that, you can still pour into them today at this stage right. and how important that well, is. Well, and that's where I was going with it, really. I think we kind of, well, we didn't get off track, but we went down a different road, but that's where I was going with it. I was, I looked up something. I was, I don't know if I was listening to it or if I read it, but um, do you know Priscilla Shriver? She's a, yes. she's a speaker. And um, she said that one time the Lord shared this with her and he's God, and this was God speaking to her and God said to her, um, if I can balance all of this, meaning he's the creator of the world, he put everything together, he's he created us, he told her, don't you think I can balance your life too? And you know, sometimes I think we think we have to have it all together right. and we have to get every piece right. But you know, praise God we don't. And I love the part, Holly, when you were talking about how you had dealt with anger. And I too have come from that kind of environment as well. But this is the thing. What I love about it is when I lose it, I can sit down and talk to my kids yes. and say, Listen, I lost it, but it's okay. Right. You know, but I think that's the walk that we have to walk that out with them. You know, just yeah. to really share with them, listen, mom's not always going to get this right. You know, and you can apologize and then, you know, and I'm going to do better next time. And you can show them your struggles. Because, you know, I think that's so important to show them you have struggles just as well. We're just people trying to do the right, best we can. the best we can. I think that's the key right there. We're just trying to do the best that we can. And sharing that with our kids, I think is amazing as they grow. Sharing it with them as they grow. Yeah. So that they don't put us, you know, on this pedestal that then they're heartbroken when they're like, oh, mom isn't perfect? Yes. I thought all these years she was just the most perfect thing in the world and did everything right. But she's a mom. But she's a mom. <laughs> or she's just, you know... Just or, a mom. Just but a mom. I think in a child's eyes, she's a mom. Like, there's like, no way she could have failed me. Right. She couldn't have. But we're going to disappoint, too. And I we think will. the more we share that with our kids, listen, there's nobody perfect except for Jesus Christ in this world. And everybody is going to let you down. And honestly, At I think some point, once you learn that, you right. isn't things, don't, that's where grace comes in. That's true. And once you figure that out, it's like, okay, you know, we are all sinners. Yeah. We're all going to let each other down at some point. We're not meaning to. It's no. just, it's the, you know, the root of it is yeah. what we're going to do. You know, I don't, I didn't realize that when I was a kid and, and I really struggled in my twenties when I saw everybody as real people, mm -hmm. you know, and learning that along the way, I think is really important. I think it can build stronger character in our own kids mm -hmm. too, so that they don't feel as they go into marriages and parenthood you know, having that weight on them that, hey, you know, we can do the best we can and do season of life everyone is when we're in a spiritual battle and there's nothing more that the enemy wants than to separate and tear our families apart and who's the perfect place to start the mom mm -hmm, definitely right because our minds are always going and thinking and thinking deeper and instead of 
going to Jesus, we listen to that other voice often, too often, Mm -hmm. that pulls us the other way. Well, it's always a louder voice. It is. But it doesn't have to be because Mm -hmm. I believe like God's a gentleman and he is waiting patiently there for us. But the evil one just wants to scream that in your ear and scream that in your ear. And, and really we should just, you know, just say, go away, Satan. Like really just, and you can even say that, go away, Satan. That's not what God tells me, what Jesus says. And that's why it's so important to stand on what God's word tells us, you know, because there's, there's hope in everything. If you ever feel like you're without hope in any way, that is a lie from the enemy because there was always hope. And actually, that was really leading into our next question about what hope really looks like and what was your purpose. And when I looked up hope, it was an interesting thing to look up. But the word hope means strong and confident expectation. But what I was realizing is, have you ever thought about hope? Like, we use that word a lot, don't we? Oh, I, I hope that happens or I hope that works out. Right. But what is it that we're really saying? And what I thought about is I believe the word hope is somewhere placed. It depends on where you place literally that word. Where are you placing your hope in that word? Like, are you hoping, are you hoping in the word, you know, in God? Are you hoping in your husband? Are you hoping in your child? Are you hoping in your job? You know, like really, what is that word hope? look like but I believe um, I found some scripture and it talked about um, we put our hope in the Lord he is our help and our shield in him our hearts rejoice for we trust for we trust in his holy name let your unfailing love surround us Lord for our hope is in you alone Psalms 33 20 through 22 but I really loved hope is an action you literally get to place your hope somewhere but we get the choice. We get to choose where that hope is placed. So I just really kind of like that. And there was this um, song I, I um, you had looked it up earlier. It was River Valley Worship. Yep. But it says, hope has a name. And it, in, in the chorus, if you ever you know wanted to take a listen to it, but it just talks about hope has a name, love has a name, and his name is Jesus. You're never without hope. You always have it. But I love that we get to... what. Just be careful where we're placing our hope. Make sure we're placing it in the proper place. This podcast has been kind of deep, and I hope that you have gotten encouragement and inspiration out of it, Road School Moms. I know I have. But I think that the bottom line that we've come to the conclusion is that really there's not an exact right or wrong definition for motherhood. I think it's ever-changing. I think it's... Well, this is true. It's just a cycle that changes. A season. Over time. Yep. And, you know, I have met moms who have two different stages of children. And they'll say, I'm not even the mom that I was with right. my first set of children. And I always thought that was different. But they learned from their first yeah. go around. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now they do things differently. I look at Kristen and she's being a mom all over again to a, a different set, really, of mm-hmm. kids because there's a quite a bit of an mm-hmm. age gap. And you've even said, you know, I'm doing things differently than I was. Not that what you did before, there was anything wrong with it, right? The difference is, is I really took some of that pressure off of myself. That if I mess up, guess what? It's going to be okay. If a passy falls on the ground, I don't have to sterilize it for five <laughs> minutes. I don't have to just, it was just constant keeping up, keeping up, keeping up. And and at this time, I just say, you know what? God is enough. Like, I don't have to keep up with all of this. 
you know, if we if a passy drops on the ground, guess what? We just wipe it off and go on. It's going to be all right, you know? Right. So right. It, it is such a different season. This way, I'm, I'm so much more calmer. I don't have to get crazy over things that don't matter. I don't know. Maybe that's your years as you get older. I think it is happens. a little bit. A, a little bit of it is age. And I, you know, I hate to say that because if you're listening to us and you're younger, please don't take that the wrong <laughs> way. I don't mean that we're so smart. I mean, no. we've, we've already made all these mistakes. And <laughs> we're I'm tired. Think, <laughs> yes. We're really tired. Right. But I really think that's what brings us to this podcast is because if there's anything I want someone to take from this is that, you know, none of us are perfect. It's going to be okay. And, you know, really tomorrow is a new day, so don't stress. And if it doesn't matter, if it's not going to matter in a hundred years, then don't worry about it. Yeah. And I would say a nice verse to be left with is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, and they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a hope and a future. I love that. There is no better place to end this podcast. Road School Moms, thank you so much for being with us. Kristen, we love having you on this show. Until next time, Holly and I will be having safe travels. And God bless. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Please remember to share your review with iTunes. Stay connected with the Road School Moms team from wherever in the world you are. Like our Facebook page for all the latest news. And join our private group for a more personal connection. You can also check our Pinterest boards for more resources and encouragement. Connect with me, Mary Beth, through my website at roadtripteacher.com. We invite you to leave comments, ask questions, and leave your prayer requests at roadschoolmoms.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all our adventures. To connect with me, Holly, visit thegilesfrontier.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.